What's going on, everybody? We are back. Mark Ellis is in the house. Bryce Wasserman is in the house. Bryce actually attended Monmouth University, where he was the first Monmouth player ever drafted in the MLL draft by the Denver Outlaws in 2018. He was an all-conference player. And this year, Bryce actually balled out. He and the Boston Cannons won a championship where Bryce was named the MVP. Here we go. Give him a round of applause, baby. (laughs) Bryce, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, guys? I am so pumped to be here. Thank you for having me. Nah, I, I, I told Mark, I said, we got to get him on there. We got to get oh, him yeah. on there. He's, he's, he's a man, and I like him. Uh, I know him personally, and I just, I just know he's full of uh, great stories as well. I appreciate it, man. We go way back to those Jersey days. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I know. Hey, hey we're going to get into that. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Bryce, tell us, man, like, obviously, everything going on. You were in, you were in law school, and – being a professional lacrosse player, man, dude, how are you managing that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you've got a good taste of it with everything you're doing, Dr. Ellis up there in Stony Brook. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. Um, definitely balancing everything. The school down here at Miami does a great job of accommodating me with if I ever got to miss class or everything. Like when last year, when there's a little bit of overlap with school, they do a great job of accommodating me. Not really right now, though, because they know it's done and I got to get all my stuff done. But um it's been good. There's a decent lacrosse scene down here in Miami coaching up a girls team. So I get to get out there once a week. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to say I need to sweat four to five times a week. Just however I can get it done, you know? Well, shit, you're in Miami. If you walk outside, you'll sweat. So, I mean, that, that ain't too hard. So you go to the U, the U. Look at that. You, man. We are, I'm down at the SLS Brickle right here, downtown Miami, man. It, it doesn't get any better. I, I love it. That's you awesome. need to know your law down there, get in trouble. <laughs> so I'll say this. Uh, I'm getting right into it. Bryce, obviously you've had a journey, and we're going to go into that uh, here later on. But I just want to know, right off the bat, I mean, looking at your career, you've played against some great polls, where, you know, I mean, regardless if it was, you know, collegiate or professionally. But I got to ask you, man, who was the toughest matchup and who gave you the hardest time playing against him? Yeah, so whenever I respond to this question, I think it's threefold. Three defensemen I always have a hard time going against. Number one, um, my rookie season, my second game, my first start was against Tucker Durkin. Oh, God. <laughs> the, the he just looks top, crazy. I, yeah. top, it was, that was definitely a, an eye-opening experience. Um, that was the only time I've gone against him. But that was a, that was a crazy day. Number two, Michael Rexroad, your boy. Oh, yeah. He was giving That's Lockdown me- Rex, baby! <laughs> Rex, he was giving me fits back when we would play Rutgers, um, Rutgers and Monmouth. That was always a, a fun game, and he always gave me fits then. And then now with him at the Outlaws, I always know that I'll be matched up against him. And he, he's a great cover guy and also a great dude. And then number three, I think one of the hardest guys to go against is Ben Randall. Um, not only is he one of the best cover guys on earth, but he's one of my best friends in the league. Uh, we were both in Ohio our rookie season together. And uh, it's just like when you're so tight with a dude like that, yeah. you, you yeah, want to get yeah. serious and then you start laughing when you're backing down the island and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> so I, I tossed Randy in there just because it's just, it's so hard to like keep it locked in for a full 60 minutes against him. That's, That's hilarious. So what, so what was that, that college transition like to college a pro? Obviously being the one, the only, the only, I mean, I think the first Monmouth, play drafted obviously big shoes but how was that transition to the pros so honestly I think I had a much easier transition than most people would expect 
a kid from Monmouth going to the pros to have just because, I mean, you got to imagine being at Monmouth, we had some great success. We were number 19 or 18 in the country. My junior season, we, we won a lot of games, but also um, just kind of the nature of the Mac and the teams you play against, you know, like Manhattan, Siena, I would get off the bus and get double teamed, you know, like yeah, facts, facts, facts. I, I got off the bus and got double teamed before I could even get to GLE, you know, and then you got like, <laughs> Teams and running smart. Got, like I'm getting face guarded in a college game, standing at the midfield line. Like you know, like so you get to the pros and on that Ohio machine team, I was the number two or three option, right? So like they're like, oh, Ooh. just let let the kid from Monmouth go to the rack. Like we don't care about him. We'll cover Marcus Holman instead, right? So I think that I think I had a much easier transition and a much easier t- easier time kind of making my mark in the MLL than I did in college just because like people are like, all right, let him go. Whereas in college, it was like, don't let him touch the ball. Don't let him touch the ball. And it's crazy because you you hit on some things like I think, and I think all players could say this, like when you get to the professional level, like I think at that time, you know what you're good at, you know, where you need, like where you need to get better at. But I also think it's not as structured as it is in college to where you have to like, you got to be here. You got to be here there. And it's pros. It's like, all right, you got a shot. You got a shot clock. You better beat your man, figure out where the open man is. If the slide comes or care, like can the damn ball. And so I think that is easier because it's less thinking for a lot of players, especially if you go to these, these schools where they program the shit out of you, where it's like, these offenses or defense like you literally have to be here 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 this that if this happens you got to be like instead of just let like a free flowing and that's what the mll is like it's like you get out there you got the best players you know or just professionally like you got the best players you might hit a you might get a you know uh, a onesie twosie here set play but every now and then it's beat your man find the open man move the ball get it to the backside re-dodge and and that's just what it is consistently so kind of like did you feel that way or were you kind of like, did you feel like you were programmed a little bit at mama? So when you got to the MLL, you were like hair down summer day, I could just go out and have fun. Or was it just like, all right, you guys were probably programmed. And once again, every team is different. So I just kind of want to know your journey. Like how, how was that? Yeah, I mean, I think from an X and O standpoint, it's obviously completely different. I mean, when I was at Monmouth, the way that we would beat a team like a, a Rutgers or insert team here one time only one time only one time you had to go uh, there okay all right okay okay <laughs> you, just, you can throw out the you can throw out the next year against us I know y'all y'all waxed us but um like that was the way that we stayed in games with really good teams was we would sit on the ball and kind of get teams frustrated so it was definitely the a change for me I mean I went from we've had like two three minute possessions at Monmouth and then just kind of like you said hair down summer day let it just fly do your so, thing yeah, I think that, that that helped me a lot. And then just kind of no one really knowing who I was in the professional ranks. I think that kind of like I wasn't I wasn't on someone's scouting report during my rookie season. Right. So I sure. think that that's why I was able to kind of do the things I did and have a much easier transition because it went from, OK, stop him to who cares? Let him exactly. Play. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that a lot of guys have have good success kind of going from a structured team to the MLL setting because it's just, it's just calculated risk. And if you can't beat your one-on-one matchup, you're cut, right? Exactly, like, yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah. So how does a kid from Texas find a lacrosse stick in his hands? <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? So it's a funny story. Mom and dad never played, um, was actually raised in Texas. I got there when I was in first grade, sit in in the baseball field, practice field, bored out of my mind in right field. And in my town, the lacrosse practice field backed up to the outfield. 
So just little sixth grade Bryce, 12 years old, looks through the fence and I went home. I was like, that looks like more fun. Uh, thankfully, my dad played football at Towson, obviously lacrosse powerhouse. So he reached out to a couple friends, got a box of gear set down. And I played lacrosse ever since. That's dope. Wow. That's dope. That's a dope story. Yeah, it was awesome. That's Super a dope guy. story. Because you realize how much of an impact that you'll realize that baseball propelled your lacrosse career. Right. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, look at a young kid like, oh, I'll play this sport. Then you look over and it's like, let's do that. And now yeah, look where he is. So. It looked like so much more fun. And I think, too, it was my own thing, right? Like, yeah. everyone's dad played football. They want them, their kids to play football. Everyone's dad played baseball, right? Like, my dad didn't know what lacrosse was until he went yeah. to Towson. So yeah. I think it was cool that it was like my own thing, right? Like it was just something that I wanted to do and I Unique. wanted to make myself better. Fact. So I got to say, like, I was not buying into the Bryce train and I would have arguments. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I was like, he's poo poo. I, I was like, nah, he ain't, he ain't like that. He ain't like that. And then I started actually like watching you play. Cooking motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> I started watching you play. Life. Yo, I said, yo, he's quick as hell. Like, and, I, and here's the worst part though. I played against him at Rutgers, and I, this story is so bad. We played <laughs> Mammoth, and Mammoth has never won a game in their life. They come to fucking Rutgers, and Big Ten, in our stadium, we like, all right, we finna go out here, roll the balls out, slap these dudes by 10. We got the, the four stringers in the backs talking about, yeah, I'm finna get a goal today, mom and dad. You know, you texting your girl, come to the game. Like, this is my time to shine. <laughs> we finna play mom About to go down. Yeah, you got dudes who didn't even practice saying they finna score a goal. <laughs> we get out there, first quarter goes by, it's close. I'm like, man, shit kind of – these dudes are not bad, bro. Like, shit <laughs> – second quarter goes by, I'm like, okay, what the hell? Third quarter goes by, I'm like, yo. I started getting scared. I'm like, yo, we're going to lose this game. Fourth quarter goes by, we end up losing the game. We go back in the locker room. Miserable day for anybody in red that day. But I was like, yo, but like, all right, we lost to Monmouth, whatever. Like, they're, they're a D1 team. Like, why are we acting like they, they just suck? They are like – they never won a game. We were their first win in program history. I said, no way. No way. No way. I said, no shot. <laughs> yo, I said, yo. And then I look back. Bryce went off. I think you handled retro that game or whoever was guarding you there. They're on your highlight tape. And I said, yo, all right. It, it was just, it is what it is. Then we get to the professional level. And I'm, I think I was talking to you, Mark. We're in the room. And I'm like, yo. This Bryce motherfucker's fast, bro. I was like, I said, yo, this, this, this dude gets busy. And yeah. I was like, Mark was like, yeah. <laughs> Mark goes, yeah. <laughs> and so right then and there, I, I'm yeah. sitting here and I, and I took a step back and I'm like, yo, I just watched this kid just grow up into something that no one thought he would be. Like, I, yeah. I, I didn't believe in the hype. I, I ain't gonna lie. Um, and, and now you get to that post-game championship interview. And I just got to ask you, like, I felt like you had a major chip on your shoulder during the game. And you had a major chip on your shoulder during that interview. Was it because you felt like you had something to prove? Are you tired of people just doubting you? Or, or what, what is that? Or was that just you, just, just emotions, just winning a championship, getting MVP, whatever it is. But I think you had a chip on your shoulder and you were out to prove that. I'm here to stay. I'm a household name. And I hear you guys chirping in the back but I'm going to make sure you guys kiss my ring at the end of the year. So I want to kind of go, you know, I kind of want to know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think it was a culmination of all that, right? Like you said it yourself. I mean, fucking every level I've been at, like it, high school kid in Dallas, you're not good enough to play college across. I go to play college across. You're just from Dallas. You won't be good in college. I'm good in college. Oh, you went to Monmouth. You won't be, you won't get drafted. I get drafted. 
oh, like you got drafted second to last. You're not going to fucking play. I played, right? Like it's like every yeah. step. And then I play and it's like, oh, you're not in the PLL. Like, dude, like save, save that for another day. Like, but um, so I think it was just like that whole thing, right? Just like it had always stuck with me no matter what I'd done. And honestly, like that speech, like people ask like, oh, did you just like kind of black out and say that story? Like, honestly, no, dude, like I landed in that airport and those emotions kind of came back. Like whoever's seen the thing, like I talked about how after top 205 camp, I'm sure both of you guys went to it when we were in high school, I went and got the shit kicked out of me. Zero goals, zero assists, like literally getting, I was the kid that was like, oh, let me cover him. Like we can just bully him and look good in front of these college Mm. You know, I was the sieve, right? Like, and I remember I sat in that airport with my dad because he like came up for the trip with me, can't drive. We were like 15. And I cried because I was like, I want to play in college. I, that was my chance. And that was just what happened to me. And I knew from that day on that I wanted to be better and I wanted to kind of be the best. And I, that always stuck with me. And so when people ask if that speech was planned, like it was, you know, like I landed in that airport and all those emotions came back. And I thought to myself, when I checked in that hotel, I was like, we're going to win this championship. I'm going to win MVP. Like before we even played a game, I was like, we're winning this championship. I'm winning MVP. And I'm telling that story on ESPN for some kid out there who needs to hear it. Oh, that's awesome. But I got I to gotta ask the real question, bro. A real question. How the hell did you end up in Boston? Yeah. <laughs> How did they, well, like, what? we could have used you. If you haven't seen our record, we could have used you. <laughs> Yo, but my I ain't going to lie. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean, Mark, but. And, and I don't care if the lizards hate me after this. Y'all's asses should have stayed home. I mean, <laughs> y'all, yo, y'all should have just stayed on that bus or, or just, you know what I'm saying? You guys should have stayed home, but that was bad. Yeah, we coming back. Don't worry. We, we, we were storing a lot, of, oh. a, lot of, a lot of bricks. A lot of bricks. Uh, yeah, a lot of bricks. <laughs> a, <I>. a lot. <laughs> so, hey, now, now we're done the nitty gritty. So what, what is your chip on your shoulder, what the chat was saying, about some of these other guys getting notoriety, you're not getting the credit that's due to you? Because obviously, me and Chad both play defense and understand how much of a pain in the ass you are. And, like, understand your value to the team. Even if you're not scoring goals, you're making slides happen. You're doing things that some of these guys can't. And then they got guys. Kyle Jackson and fucking Randy Stats. Like, at the, just like I'm just like, yo, what? He put, he put, he put me on a poster. Um, let's, talk, let's talk about that. <laughs> Mark, but, tried to hu- Mark tried to hug Randy Stats. Mark said, I miss you, bud. <laughs> Mark hugged Randy Stats. I always wanted, I always wanted <laughs> to hug him. I always wanted to hug him. But how, but how, do, you, how, do, you, how do you feel about that kind of stuff? Because like, obviously, you, like you said before, you had that mentality of wanting to do great. But it's about time, man. Next, you're here. You freaking won MVP, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, it's tough, man. Like, and it's just like some of these guys will ride their college success for a 15 year MLL career. When I sit here and like, I still feel like I need to prove myself to stay in the game. Right. Like, I think that, yeah. like, I think that that's a big part of it. And I mean, like the sad part about pro lacrosse these days is like kids think it's played on Instagram. It's clout. You know, like, it's clout. Like, it's, it's not even about, you know, what you can do, and, and if you actually know the cross, it's it's just clout, right? It's not about what you can do as a player. It's more so what highlight tape can you have? Cause I know some guys out there where it looks good. I'll even like the photo because it's a dope shot, but I'm like, <laughs> damn, that dude went one for 11? Shit, mm-hmm. like, he had four turnovers? <sighs> like, damn. Yeah. Like, and, and, and that's the stuff that lacrosse players see. But, you know, the kids, they see the hit, you hit top right one time, 
you hit that pipe one time, you you cross them man. up or whatever it is. That, that's yeah. who I want to be like. But it's like you got guys out there. You know, you know who's a good example of this is Mazone, right? If you were to look at Mazone and just watch a game, you'd be like, that is the crustiest, dustiest player I've ever seen in my life. But then you realize, like, this man had four ground balls. This man had two calls turnovers. This man had three goals. This man had one assist. Damn. Like, I do everything. Whoa, wait a minute. I need him. I need, like, like Mazone is, 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 is that guy. Like, when it comes to just being a lacrosse player, Mazone is that guy. And you kind of share those characteristics in terms of, you look at the stat sheet, you're like, damn, Bryce had three and three. Like, yeah, literally. Like, yeah, like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, who the hell's coming? You know, exactly. So, you know, to kind of, answer or ask a question that i i've always wanted to ask like you know being a kid that's from a non-traditional area right and and we i've had to do, mark went to mark where'd you go to high school massive people nah garden city bro garden city, city so mark mark's like that guy you know garden city you know how those oh yeah kids <laughs> are uh but uh you know obviously i was i'm from atlanta as well like i'm not from a non-traditional you know i'm from a non-traditional lacrosse area um but i just want to know like for that kid who's sitting at home right now getting calls from that Monmouth University, getting calls from that Wagner University, getting calls from those smaller schools, and that sense of losing hope watching guys who you might be better than. Get that Syracuse call or that Syracuse yeah. offer. Get that Duke tweet that you just committed. Get that ties in. Like, whatever it is, uh, you know, what is your advice to that kid in a sense of not mm-hmm. losing hope and knowing that the journey is just starting regardless of where you go? What is your advice to that kid? That's a good question. Yeah, so I think, it, I think it's twofold, right? The first path I'll take, the reason why I chose the way, like the thing I did, go to Monmouth and stay the course, right? I mean, after my freshman season, I think I had like, I don't know, but whatever, like teams like Denver, people were hitting me up, my boys at other schools, like, yo, come on, come on the good side, dude. What are you doing at Monmouth, right? Like, I think that the reason I chose Monmouth, the brand new program, and the reason why I stuck the course was because I wanted to be the footsteps, right? You know, like when I grew up, I loved watching like Jordan Wolf, Marcus Holman. I didn't want to be the next Jordan Wolf. I wanted to be the first Bryce Wasserman, right? Like, so I wanted a kid in Dallas to be able to look at me and say, I want to be that. That's why I wanted to play last year in Dallas, you know? So I think that that's something that motivated me. So I would say that to a kid who may not be getting those offers because you know what? Maybe they, they looked at a Chad Tolliver and they want that Rutgers offer so that they can be the next Chad Tolliver. Right. But it, but they only have the Monmouth offer. They only have the NJIT offer, right? Like go be the first you don't yeah. be the next this guy. And I think that that's something that'll always keep you working hard is because like when you don't have someone to catch up to the work's never done. Exactly. Right. I think, that, mm. I, I think that that's something that resonated in me a lot. And I mean, just like the general advice that I would say to anyone is I always talk about horse blinders, you know, um, yeah. all those equestrians. Like, you don't look side to side. You don't compare yourself to anyone. Don't look at this guy next to you. I don't care. You outscored him, but he's going to accuse you. But, like, just right here. Like, your path yeah. is your Focus. path. And, yeah, because, like, the, hor- the horse that wins that fucking race never looks side to side, right? Like, they, they throw those blinders on, and that's it. So I think that those would be, like, the two, the two pieces of advice I would give to the kid that's kind of feeling left out. Absolutely. So, wow. so what would you tell? What would you tell? I think your your younger self. I mean, if you, any, would you change anything for your younger self? I really, I really don't think I would. Um, I I would just say to never waste a day. Um, this past fall, 
I was pretty bored sitting here homeschooling yeah. on Zoom. And I actually wrote a couple letters to my younger brothers, um, Casey, who's a senior playing at Towson, and Drew, who's the youngest one. He's a freshman playing at Utah. But I just wrote them a quick little letter, just kind of reflecting on everything and giving them, because I mean, starting your freshman year, start your senior year, two different paths, but kind of the same thing, right? And that was the thing I, I told them was never waste a day, right? Like you never want to look back and no one looks back and is like, oh, hell yeah. Like I slept, I slept in 12 hours on that Sunday when I was hungover, right? Like, yeah. And, I, and even, even I told them, like, I'm not saying to go like dry season, right? But like yeah. set your alarm, get your ass out of bed, like get that 8 a.m. wake up. And like go go make something out of your day, whether it's I mean drinking beers with the guys and getting that camaraderie is making something out of your day, right? So I think that that is something that I would go tell myself, like just never never sleep in, never waste a day. I think that that's something that I really stick by. Facts. So Bryce, I gotta ask, like you know, you can see the confidence rising each year, right? I mean, from you know college to professional to now being the face, one of the faces of the league. You know, where does that come from, right? And, and, and does, you, does it have anything to do with you going to maybe a smaller school, right? I kind of asked you that earlier with a chip on your shoulder, but, you know, where does that confidence come from? Like, what do you do to when you step on the field, you just know you have that it factor. And I think you can say you have that it factor now. So where does that Absolutely. come from? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a switch, right? I mean, Dion talked about this way back in the day. I think I think it's a switch. And I mean, you, I haven't been in the same locker room as you guys, but I think you ask anyone that I've played with, like, I'm a different human being on game days. Like, do not speak to me. Do not like social distance from me because it is like, it's not this, it's not the same dude. Right. And so I think that that's something that's always been in me. Like, get like, get away from me. This is, this is my thing. I'm on this path. Like locking in. Yeah, like I, I'm dialed in. You're on a mission. Yeah, yeah, I'm on a mission, right? Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Um, <laughs> and so I think that I think that that's something that's helped me day in and day out, regardless of what anyone was saying about me, any hype I had or didn't have, right? And so I think that's what's helped me personally. And then also just it's kind of been stepping stones, right? Like that path I talked about. You're from Texas. You're not good enough to play in college. Okay, I actually am good enough to play in college. Maybe I'm good enough to play in the pros. And then taking that step, okay, I'm here in the pros. Am I good enough to be with all these blue chip guys? Yes. Am I good enough to be one of the blue chips of the blue chip guys? Yes. So I think it's kind of been like this, like gradual kind of thing where now like show up on game day and it's go time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think that's a special, a special kind of attribute you have. I think a lot of us obviously are very motivated to do things, but it's one thing to, be motivated then you get there you know yeah. what i mean like because people get complacent so I, for you and you always have that chip on your shoulder but i think that's a, a great thing to have that you're always searching like he won mvp i'm still searching i, I got i'm the best player on my team i'm still searching I've, I've succeeded all the things that you guys don't think i can do but he's still searching and I'm you know go what to i got school man exactly and i gotta you know, say this great. bro i have to say it like i said it earlier like i did not believe into the and I should have because he came to and, – and we only lost, I think it was like six games, six or seven games. I can't remember the exact number, but we didn't lose at high point. Like, we, we did not lose right. at high point. And he came to high point and beat us. I mean, they, they, they beat us. Like, he beat us. Like, and so I look back at that, and then I see what he did in college. 
And I'm just thinking to myself, or excuse me, in the pros, I'm thinking to myself, and I'm just kind of like, yo, like, why did I hate on this kid? I was like, yo, yeah. why? Like, this motherfucker is nice, bro. Like, this this dude is nice. Like, he he has it. He has the it factor. So, you know, I I think I just have to ask, like, I mean, how many more ships you guys think you'll win? And you know, that's what I was gonna say to what you were just saying, right? Like, it's never like it's never gonna fucking stop. Yeah. Like people looking down, it's never going to stop, right? Because I'll tell you what they're saying about me right now. It's the Asterix MVP. It's the Asterix Championship. They did it in the short week. He was, They were only there for 10 days. Like, hey, dog, everybody showed up, bro. Everybody, yeah. everyone had their guys for their team, and you you showed up, bro. Like, you showed that, up. Yeah, exactly. But, like, that, that's what people, that's what people are going to think about my MVP and everything like that. Like, even getting to the, like, the top of the mountain and being on the same list as pals, Pinnell, Shriver, Lyle, Rabel, like that MVP list. And there's, they're going to put an asterisk next to my name because it was a COVID season. Right. So like, that's never good. It's never going to stop. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's what's next in store. Right. Like I want to do it all again. I want, I, well, I'm going to tell you right now, y'all ain't going to do Boston. You might get, the, y'all ain't going to do it again. I'm going to tell you right now. Cause look, y'all caught us. We were set up. Out of all the teams that were there, we were set up, man. We had get, Mark our schedule. That was tough. That was tough. <laughs> yeah, our schedule, like, and I'm t- all right, we got something in store for y'all. Don't you worry. He <laughs> said, "Don't you worry." No, y'all are y'all are loaded, man. That that Philly roster was scary at times. I'm not, I'm not hearing nothing about scary. Y'all had y'all holds first first midfield line was like six five and above. I'm not hearing that. that like, y'all were y'all had some damn NBA centers out there. I said, yo. ABAs. I said, yo, this is wow, bro. And then yeah. you thinking about the midfield, you lose sight. And you're like, damn, are there any stats over there? You don't know when the ball is going. We could ask Mark about that. You know, Mark, <laughs> you don't know where the ball is going. You don't know what he's passing. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it is what it is, man. So that you guys, you guys, you guys deserved it, bro. And you deserve MVP. I mean, I, I say it, you guys really, really balled out. You know, you guys balled out. Yeah, he he just had that moment when like when LeBron says the AP AD after the championship, we got more work to do. That's the kind of motivation it seems like Bryce has, and it's it's cool to hear because it's like Ellie like it drives the league, but it drives the people in the league. Yeah, you know what I mean, like if this guy's working, he won MVP. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah, so the yeah, mentality is is a, is a great mentality to have, man, and, and it's contagious, and obviously helped you guys a lot. Yeah, y'all better figure it out. What y'all doing up there, Mark? Man, what I'm doing, we need a lot to do. But we come, we coming back, bro. Don't get, don't get it messed up. New York is coming yo, back, just like these boys right here. Yo, coming yo, back. That is not who you should be having any correlation <laughs> or relation with. But uh, I, I gotta ask you, like, you know, Mark. Like, I mean, how many games y'all win in a bubble? I forgot. In the bubble, the bubble meaning the world or like in that in that small week. <laughs> the small week. You know he's gonna say the week don't count. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's an yeah. asterisk. There's an asterisk. It's an asterisk. There's an asterisk. Right, asterisk. Heard him. right there, right there. Like if I mean I won mentally. I learned a lot. Put it that <laughs> yeah, way. You did. I learned a lot. Learned a lot. I met new friends. I met new people. I learned a lot. But uh we're coming back. We're gonna make it there. So hey Bryce. So how many games yeah. y'all win? We got uh the play it's it's a little <laughs> more than negative one and a little less than one. Like, it doesn't make sense to anybody. So, all right, Bryce, we have some icebreaker questions, my man. Because right. my man Chad just keep ripping on me and shit. <laughs> so, got some icebreaker questions. So, here we go. We're going to rattle them off. Here we go. Number one, would you rather lose by 13 or losing the last shot? 
13. Ooh. Yeah, man. I, that, I don't know, man. Like that, because I've been on the other end of those thirteen loss games, and like, and <laughs> mm. when I first got to Monmouth, hey, when I was at Rutgers, I did too. I thought it was just another day in the office. My freshman year, lost by it. We we would go out there and slap the side and lose by ten. <laughs> like, man, <laughs> man, my freshman year, bro, because I because that that thirteen goal loss, I'll hang on to for five minutes until they crack open the Bud Lights in the locker room. That one goal loss will hurt me until the next win like <laughs> yeah my my freshman year man we drove down to duke 16 hours we lost by 13 bro we had to drive right back i said ain't that a bitch <laughs> ain't that a bitch all right next question country music or edm yeah you see that's tough because i do love myself some big booty mix but like i'm also from texas right so like mm. but like me me personally like myself yeah. bumping in the car edm easy edm Dak Prescott or Tony Romo? Dak. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, College Lyle or College Matt Rambo? College Lyle. I mean, dude, I watched that. I watched that highlight video like 800 times. I played against him three times, bro, at Stony Brook. It was not pleasing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Better shooter, Demer Class, or Tom Schreiber? Shooter, like set feet shooting, Demer. Demer set down is pretty nasty. College Connor Fields or College Rob Pinnell? Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I am a huge fan of Demer. I think Demer is revitalized. Like, he is changing the game of lacrosse with first class and what he That's has wild. going on. He Shit. I learned stuff from him. I'm like, damn, that makes sense. But Schreiber? Yo, Schreiber, yeah, that are- man, Schreiber is SEAL Team 6. Like, just sniping. <laughs> like, I'm not hearing that. I'm not hearing that. So I, honestly, I'm, both, I'm, with Bryce, I'm with Bryce with this. I'm with Bryce with this. Like they're both my guys. Talk, on the I, run, on the run, I'm going Schreiber. But I'm saying step down. Got to hit a corner, bro. I got to go Deemer. Yeah, one one cradle and out. One cradle out. Yo, Yo, boys are bugging. Yeah. I'm saying, put up. What I'm saying, last shot. And I go down the alley. I'm going Schreiber. Don't get it fucked up. But I'm going. I'm saying shooter, step down, man up. You are bugging. I gotta go. I gotta go, Deemer. I'm sorry. You were bug. And here's the thing. I, and, and Shrive, or excuse me, I'm not saying anything. Be- Deemer is a top five shooter in the world. Like I look at first class and I learn shit from first class. But what I'm oh, yeah. saying is, that boy Shriver is yeah, American he's nice, sniper. He's nice. That boy is different. But keep going, Mark. All right. So now I gotta throw a question in there now. So you think you think Ryan Brown or Tom Shriver? Tom Shriver. Brownie. Tom Shriver. Wow. Uh, okay. I mean, all right. All right. If we're going to say, wow, we our, our season was over. Our season, and no disrespect to Ryan Brown, I've seen what he did in the Big Ten. Ryan Brown's one of the best shooters in the world. He's top five, 100%. POL, when we. Who's your number one shooter? So, Sharp is your Hold on, hold on, hold on. But when we looked at what he did in the PLL, like, I, I didn't, I wasn't impressed. But I'm saying, who's, who, so who's your number one, I wasn't impressed. number one shooter? Who's your number one shooter? In the world? Yeah. Tom Sharper. Tom Schreiber. He's the best minute shooter, bro. I don't think he's the best shooter. They go deep. You gotta go Deemer. You gotta go Ryan Brown. Tom Schreiber. Go- Ryan Brown's man. special to watch, man. Bro. No, right, right, I'm, no, I'm saying Ryan Brown is a top dope. Deemer and Ryan Brown are their top five. Like they man, you can like, throw you can throw a quarter in the air and Ryan Brown and hit that shit, bro. And Tom Schreiber will hit it, break the break that quarter in half, and then throw that, then throw a skip pass, then throw a no look skip pass to the low base. I'm not hearing that. <laughs> All right, uh, college Connor Fields or college Rob Pinnell? 
Oh man, that's tough. Highlight Real Fields player Pinnell. That, no, 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 no. Right, right, overall, overall, Pinnell. That's my boy. Well, who you um, going with, Mark? See, I know firsthand what Connor Fields can do. My biggest thing with Connor Fields, bro, he don't look that like physically like. But bro, when I mean he can wear you out, bro. Uh, I'll probably say honestly because he's a pain in the ass, Connor Fields. Man, let me tell that's you my what, experience. Man. That's my college, experience with him. College, we so we sleep on Rob Pinnell. No, I don't sleep on him. I have firsthand experience. That's what I'm that saying. Dude, Rob Pinnell man, at Cornell was nasty. That man Filthy. got two F three fifties on his legs, uh, on his yeah, calves. Those calves are different, bro. Different. Do you remember <laughs> what he did in the national championship? You can't, you can't argue with the authority. No, nah, you can't. It's tough. I mean, Connor Kyle, Fields should have won Twerton at least one of the years, though. Like, yeah. but, all right, keep going. Uh, Kyle Harris, college Kyle Harrison, or college Paul Rabel? <laughs> That's tough because I wasn't playing lacrosse when K-18 was in college, right? Um, I was watching him. I never played. I was watching him. I've seen, I've seen the videos, man, and that, that's tough because they're so similar. Dude, you can't beat the jumper, man. Like, I like, his jump shot was transitional, bro. It changed it, everything, bro. It changed bro. Everybody did that in the backyard, bro. Everybody did that. If there's ever one league, the logo better be a K-18 jumper. Like, it's got to yeah. be. Right? Bro, that guy, I still have the K-18 when he had the STX K-18 stick. Where he did that photo shoot uh, with him shooting, like I still like, bro. I, here's the thing with that, and, and this is why I love that question, right? If Kyle Harrison, people forget that dude took face-offs. That dude played yes. That dude stand Rabel, it up. But Rabel, Rabel, Rabel had like two hundred something. I don't know the. I think he had two hundred something career points. Like Rabel, Rabel was a dog. Like he still is. Like I mean, but I, I'm not gonna say who I'll go with. But who who, who are you? No, now you got to say. But, uh, I got I got to go Kyle, bro. He, he that jump shot train made everybody in the backyard do it. I'm sorry, and that that's a train. That's like one of those uh, I think a Kareem hook shot. Like you see that? Like that's a Kyle Harris jump shot. Like that's what you say. You know what I mean? Like no no offense to Paul Rabel because obviously he's one of the top mids of all time. But for Kyle, I think he's just transitional for me. Bryce, I said K18, dude. I mean, like that's it's transcendent. Like you know, like. My kids will be shooting jumpers like him. Yeah, yeah. see? Yeah. I, it's no disrespect to either of them. I mean, no, they're, I mean, they're both goats. Yeah, they're both I mean, goats they're at the end of the day. Honestly. I got to go with Kyle. That's just right. like. So this is, this is a Chad's bullshit ass question. Uh, barrage or Long Island? Got to go Long Island. Let the, the Zards are. Like if you two play in the game right no, now. No, 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 no. What, like who's better and who would you rather play? Would I rather play against or play for? Play against. Why would you want to play in Long Island? He played, to do that. He, he getting covered by, by stats, by, uh, by his boy Randall, though. And he still that. got MVP and won a championship. So, <laughs> we yeah, saying, saying one game, one game, one game, one game. Who are you playing? Who you want to play? Who do I want to play? I would want to play Philly, not because I think it'd be an easier game, because one, I want to watch your offense play from the other side of the field. And two, Spring and Randy give me fits, man. Like, fits. Like yeah. that, that honestly, fight on your ass, Chad. I was, I was praying. First of all, like, first of all, Bryce. Hands like this when we got that game first, because I knew I had fresh legs to go against those two. Bryce, let me let me break this down for you. Here we One, go. I didn't, I'm not saying it's an easier game. I'm just saying, Bryce, that. let me break this down for you. One, okay, you're gonna have a highlight day against Long Island. Oh, God. <laughs> you go, oh. you gonna have a highlight day against Long Island. <clears throat> two. 
besides Ben Randall and their other polls, y'all got a good – give you that. Your polls are good. Their D-mids, besides Mark, they're sus. They, like, you, you, like, they are straight – they need an insurance policy because they are liabilities out there. I, and, and they were on every single highlight tape that MLL – I mean, I, if I were them, I, I would have unfollowed the MLL one. because that was bad. Like, because I, I know when they got home and they looked at Yo. their phone, they looked at their phone like this. I know they didn't want to refresh that page. Yeah. It's like that? It, yeah, yeah. Like that. And then, oh, what do you mean like that? What's 16? O'Connor? Who, is that him? Yeah. I mean, you tell me. Y'all had to slide to that man at the midfield line. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I, 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 wasn't, up again. Saying, I wasn't saying it was going to be a closer game or anything like that. I was just saying – you heard him, Chad. Don't switch it up, up, Bryce. It's all good. So, so Bryce, if you want to play against us, because you caught us, y'all caught us on a bad day. Y'all caught us when we played two or three in a row. Four games in four, game, four days, right? But y'all caught us on a bad day, and we we, we you know what should have happened. I mean, when you put your head on the pillow, I give it to you, MVP, championship. I remember y'all had beef with my little bro on the sideline. You know what should have happened. Because I started talking shit. I know you did. You know what should have happened. You know what should have happened. What? Right, so let me hit the, let me hit the excuse We should have won. Chad. Excuse button. Okay, excuse button. MJ or LeBron? LeBron. Oh! Very smart, Bryce. I like you even more. He deserves that MVP. Dude, all right. So are, we, are we asking, like, if they played a one-on-one game, prime versus prime? No, it's not even close. LeBron got that physically. Okay, okay. But I'm saying, bro, I need to win a game. One game. Have you? I need to win one game. Which era are we planning? Google Bill Lambeer. Wherever where you want to play it. His face, and you're telling me that guy could guard LeBron like he guarded Jordan. Well, I'm not saying they guard each other. I'm saying you have, you have your squads. You need to win the game. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying nothing else. That's all I'm saying. Am I, am I wrong LeBron. for that? Are you, are you, you going LeBron? LeBron? Yes. You got to go. Yeah, got some young folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this is the last one right here. Uber or Lyft? Uber. I don't even have Lyft. Yeah. Lyft is sorry. Uber. Chill. Sorry. <laughs> Chill. I can't, afford, I can't afford Ubers in the Kentucky down there. Where you at? Oh, you got jokes. Oh, what, was y'all, what was y'all's record again? You, haven't, you still haven't answered that question. Yo, our record was zero. Nothing else. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hey, well, listen, Bryce, it was super amazing to have you on this podcast tonight. Nice I truly appreciate Go. it. Uh, this, this was, this was amazing. Like, I, I, I'm, it's amazing to see what you've done. Uh, it's amazing to see what you're going to do. I wish you nothing but success. And I hope you hit those books down there. And, uh, we look forward to speaking to you again, brother. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys. You guys are crushing it. I love watching it. Cups up. Have a good one. All right, brother. All right.